Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. We're back again. We're back again. <sighs> another week. Another week. Another another week has passed. Yo, shout out, shout out to everybody that hit us up for the um about the um about the artwork that you that everyone yes, loves. Yes. You know, shout dope. out to the yeah, shout out to Delinda Arts, holding it down. Incredible artist. I know that y'all I knew that y'all would love it. You know, like we've been working on that for months. Um, and um, I had been, like I said, I'd been watching him for months and like seeing what he was really, what um, like his talent. I was just in, in, awe, in awe of his talent, you know, and um, I really, yeah, I, I, it speaks for itself. It Put speaks your money for itself. where your mouth is. Support black artists. Yeah, exactly. Straight and like up. now we have the artwork and stuff that really represents us and mm-hmm. represents what um, we were, um, what we're looking to accomplish, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And um, I'm happy about that. I just want to say that first, yes. you know? Um, yes. Anything you wanted to say? Um, I'm still on my birthday high, so I'm chilling. Yeah, how was that? <laughs> how was that? It was great, man. You know, we, we still we still quarantined. We had a quarantine-cation, mm-hmm. you know, took a trip up to the Cape, enjoyed ourselves, relaxed for a couple of days. Now we're back to business. Word. Selling, selling, selling bricks. <laughs> By bricks, I mean houses. But how, yes. I know you're watching, feds. <laughs> yes. Bricks means houses, all yes. right? I want. I don't want to get any letters from my attorney. Yeah. And selling this this sporting content. <laughs> Who's we're on live, by the way. Yo, what yeah, up, Kevin? Kevin? Kevin was good. What's going, on? Uh, what's going on, bro? Thank you for chiming in. Um, yeah, Join man. Us. Yo, we had to. We had to record today. Yeah. If it wasn't today, we weren't gonna get an episode out this week. Yeah, so we, I'm glad that we can squeeze some shit in. Straight up, we're trying to feed y'all. Yeah, we, exactly. Give y'all substance. Yeah, especially after last night's game. <sighs> Like, yo, I'm going I'm, I'm to start off. I don't care. Yo, we got to trade Gordon, yo. Listen. We got to pers- trade Gordon. I don't want to start off with, I, I want to come with love first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then we got to get to business. Mm-hmm. We got to trade Gordon, dog. I'm, I'm tired. Listen, listen. Gordon, God rest his soul. <laughs> <laughs> but that man got hit with the injury bug literally since game one, since he's been here yo, with the Celtics. Yo. Now he's out there saying four weeks with a level three ankle sprain. Yo. Which, and when you come back from that, it's, it's, listen, does he have time to come back? Yes. But the question is, how effective will he be? I'm going to keep it a bean with you right now. The Celtics are better off. When he comes back, you cannot start him. Yeah. You cannot. You need no, to let him can't. come off the bench. You can't. I still go back to this day. I still think Brad Stevens' biggest mistake and the only glaring mistake I've seen him in terms of player management was when Gordon came back starting him. You should have just had him coming off the bench, truly let him ease his way in. I don't, I'm not saying that had an effect in terms of the I mean, injury st- last night. He started him, but he when he came back, he started him at like for like a month. And then he started coming out. He came off the bench for the rest of the year, remember? He didn't come off the bench for the yeah, rest of the, the year? Yeah, the rest of the year he came off the bench. <clears throat> Noah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to concede that to you. I'm yeah, gonna concede that to he you. did. I mean, yo, listen. And we love, like we said in the last podcast, mm-hmm. yo, we love Gordon. Go- love Gordon, him. Gordon's a baller, but... Yo, 31 M's? Yeah. 31, 31 million? 31 mil? <laughs> Not, yo, no. I'd like, rather chop no. that up. When we, chop that up. Yeah, when we're sitting up, we got to pay Kemba. We got to pay Marcus. Mm-hmm. We got to pay Jalen. And JT's about to get the biggity bag. bag. You know what I mean? Beep, and it's like, beep, yo. Beep. And, That's a bring truck. Yeah, man. Like, I can't, I can't in good faith. I'm like, 
Like I'm, t- yo, man. And again, I, just so we're clear, that's what sucks about sports. It isn't Gordon's fault. No, no, it's it, not his. He didn't fault. do anything wrong. It, he's balling. He had a good year, but he had an okay year. But mm-hmm. I mean, it, with injuries, he's missed yeah. a month. This is gonna be the second month that yeah. he's missed, mm-hmm. and that's he's constantly coming back, yeah. back from some type of thing, mm-hmm. and that messes with your psyche. Yeah, you know, like I don't know if you guys were watching when, Gordon Hayward those final two years in Utah when he was out here white mamba on everybody, dunking on everybody. Yeah, since he's been with us, when he goes into the paint, he's a different dude. He doesn't go into the paint with the same level of aggression, and I can't blame him. I can't yeah. blame him when you come back from the type of injury you come from. You get a little, get a little iffy like, and testy around the paint. It is how, yeah. how long do you wait for him to get comfortable though? After he had that, when he broke his leg, like how long would you give somebody with an injury like that? The thing is with me, I. I, I have no real timetable mm. on something like that, mm. and what? But what from our from from my um, watch from my experience watching sports all these years, it's it be, it's way more of a mental thing thing than a physical thing, mm-hmm. you know, to get Absolutely. over injuries like that, which I understand. I remember Paul George this year. Yeah. Um, recently said something like, "Yo, I've never been the same mm-hmm. since yep. I broke my leg." Yeah. You yeah. know, and and all and Padre's still all star level. He's still max contract level, and all those things. But those things, you're never going to be because we we saw um, Gordon Hayward get. There's been constant times where Gordon Hayward has always been coming. It's always like he's he's easing his way back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then something happens to mm-hmm. pull him right back. Before mm-hmm. he broke his hand this yep. year, he was killing it. Killing it. He was killing. killing. And then he got to work back from this. And then now, like I said, he's got with, hit the ankle, with the injury bug, with the, man. Yeah, with the ankle, it's always in. And what did we see recently? Like you said, like when he goes into the paint, yeah. we've seen more recently. He's actually going in with yeah. with the full. Um, thought process is I'm gonna dunk on who's that, whoever's here, yeah. Yeah. you know. And he just started doing that in yeah. the bubble. Yeah, in the we're bubble. like, oh, he's back. Yeah. Oh, he's starting to yep. look back. Yep. I'm kind of. It's like it's like I'm kind of tired of Gordon. Hey, we're being back, dog. 31 yeah. M's, exactly. and it's not his fault. But exactly, it's not his fault. It's business, and business says, yeah. Long story short, at this point, you're you're dealing with damaged goods. Yeah, man. You really are. And that's what I meant. Like when we talked about the whole the whole like the whole trade scenario and getting something for him. And I'm yeah. like, yo, I don't think that we could get a lot for Gordon Hayward. We're better off The Knicks are him. around. I'm sure we could get something great for him. No, so <laughs> listen, I'm not saying we can't trade him, but getting something good for him on some real shit, like, I don't see it happening because not only that, it's the contract. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's not just you're getting damaged good. You're getting damaged good and expensive damaged goods, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, we're, we're either way, we'd end up losing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we have to kind of take the L. We have to dump that contract on somebody, mm-hmm. you know, and then take back whatever they want to give us because they, you know, we'll take that expiring Gordon Hayward contract. Well, let me ask you this, then. If that's the case, you can't trade him. Do you cut him? No, no. Um, I it's either we trade him mm-hmm. or we need to rework his deal mm. in a sense of giving, like we said before, like giving him an extension, mm-hmm. giving mm-hmm. him an extension off that $31 million. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds crazy, but it's better for us because yeah. you ask yourself, is Gordon Hayward still a good basketball yes. player? Yes. He is. Yes. Do you still want him on your team? Yes, yeah. we do. Absolutely. But not at that money. Exactly. So if we can, we can extend his contract another three years, mm-hmm. cut it down to $15 million a year, mm-hmm. um, give him a bonus to extend that mm-hmm. contract, right? And the then we're paying him $15 yep. million a year for the next three years, and, and then we won't feel as bad yeah. him coming off the bench. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and it's like by the time he's 31, 32 now, mm-hmm. and it's like, 
Um, well, that's the thing, though. My whole my whole thought process of him coming off the bench is, number one, to reduce the pressure so he isn't out there running with the starters. And then second off, when he's coming with the bench, I feel more comfortable with him leading the bench. Yes. Like, okay, Gordon, now it's your time to ball out, do whatever you need to do so you can get back to being Gordon right. without having to be Gordon while Jason Tatum is blossoming right before our eyes. And Jalen Brown, Jaylen Brown is, is, is a monster. We legit have the second best Two guard, small forward lineup in the in, in the NBA after yeah. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi, one hundred percent. And these 100%. guys are in what year three and year four. Year three and year four. Like you got to give them that room, twenty two and twenty three years old. Yeah, you know, straight up. Yeah. And the way that Gordon plays, in order for Gordon to be at his best, he has to be ball dominant. When we when we when when they signed Gordon Hayward, the idea was now stick with me, fans. The idea was you're bringing in a forward the likes of LeBron James who can handle the ball and create similar to him, you know, in terms of the position and the ball handling. So if mm-hmm. he needs to be that ball dominant, then that means JB can't develop the way he needs to develop. Nope. You see how JB has developed over these past couple of years in terms of being able to bring the ball up. Yeah. His passes are becoming a lot more crisper yeah. and timely. He's he's gotten at the top of the top of our best passers mm-hmm. on our team. Uh, after after uh, Marcus Smart. Yeah, after Marcus. And then and you all go- see the work that Jason Tanner is, is doing. Yeah, he gets the ball in his hand. Yeah. He gets 10 to 12 seconds to mess around. Yeah. He's cooking everybody out here. You know, it's 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 a it's a great sight to see. Yeah. So my whole thing with, with Gordon is look. We've tried this out. It isn't working. It's nobody's fault. Mm-hmm. It's just the karma of it all, I guess. Yeah. You know, he's coming in. And I, and I think this is the karma coming back to get us after the, after we play Brooklyn. <laughs> for that trade. For that trade. Yeah. You say Paul Pierce and KG over this. This is karma coming back for Danny Ainge. Like, nah, play boy. Yeah. We're going to take your most prized possession. <laughs> yeah. Real talk, man. I, like... I'm sorry, education reform, yo. Yeah, you gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta go home, bro. You gotta go home. You gotta send education reform home, You gotta go home, but you can't stay here. You can't stay here, man. Yo, (laughs) like, you know what I mean? Shorty, his wife is pregnant. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was gonna be leaving any... And that's the other thing. Like, what the fuck was I saying? Uh, We're in the middle of roasting Gordon Hayward. where you got to a point about him about to leave the bubble anyways. Yeah, exactly. Like, he was about to... um, It's recording? Yeah, it's recording. Yeah. Um... Yeah, yeah. Gordon was about to leave the bubble anyways, you know, because his... And that's the fuck... Like I said, the baby, like, they planned it out. The baby, when it happened, when the his child is due, was supposed to be, like, by the Eastern Conference Finals, mm. you know? And in the four weeks, they say he's going to miss this round, the next round, and if the Celtics make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, that's when he should be coming back. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me when he should be coming back is the time when we were planning that he wasn't going to be here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, and then you're nursing, he's going to be nursing an ankle injury, mm-hmm. like like you just said. Yeah. It's not like some run-in-the-mill injury, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he's had ankle problems. Of course, it's not the same ankle. Yeah. Um, but Which is huge. Which but is huge. And also, you're not coming into, like, some preseason. No. You're coming into the Eastern, Eastern Conference, Conference Finals, Finals, where we're probably going to have to see Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Well, after their fucking performance just now, <laughs> I don't know. Markel Fultz is about to get Giannis up out of here. Yo. I'm calling it. Philadelphia is rolling over in their grave right now, well, man. Well, I mean, as we know, we know firsthand how, how the Bucks roll over after getting bo- fucking blown. Blown out after game one, <laughs> fucking Kyrie. Uh, um, but no, the Bucks will probably bounce back and get them up I'm out sure of here. I'm I sure mean, it's just, sure it's just yeah. fun to see. Yeah, it is you fun hate to, see. to see. It, yeah, but yeah, you're hate, watch. but you love to see. It. Um, yeah, man, I don't yeah. know how this is gonna. So we're gonna have this is gonna be your um what three with Gordon. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he hasn't even played a full season, has he? No. I think no. I think his second. I think the year when he came back, he mm-hmm. played that full season. Mm-hmm. I don't think because he was coming off the bench, they were limiting his minutes. Yeah. He, he. I don't think he missed a big gap of games, but he was hindered the entire season. And then we go into year three, and um, this is year three, and you miss two months of the season after missing. I mean, with COVID, we missed four months of basketball. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you really like, dude, like. Who are you guys inserting in the starting lineup to replace him? Marcus, unfortunately. Mm. I, I wish, to be honest. Mm. And Romeo Langford, didn't he hurt his wrist? Uh, I've not done that. I saw him um, finish the game last night. He was on the court. Was he in uniform? Yeah, he was on the court. He came on to court to to uh, finish out the last like minute of the game, I think. Okay, good. Okay, last good. Minute or two of the game. All right, then um then honestly, I would start Romeo, but I know they're gonna start I know they're gonna start Marcus. Marcus, yeah. But that bench Yeah, then our bench. Jesus Christ! You know, that like, bitch. I, I, I prefer the idea of starting uh, of starting Romeo. The whole idea he of, did hurt his wrist though, but he's mm-hmm. still playing though. It says gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we oh we go bigger. I mean, who, who's who's our first round matchup right now? Philly, right? I say we go a little bigger against Philly. We could start we could start Kemba at the point, JB at the two, um, Jason at the three, at the four. I wouldn't mind seeing Tom Lord out there get a start, see how he does. Then our five, we either start Cantor or Tice like we've been doing, you know? Yeah, yeah, we start Tice as our starter. Because, um, because correct me if I'm wrong, uh, is, Philly, is Horford starting for Philly right now at the four still? Of course. Pretty sure, yeah. Or yeah. yeah. well, if we don't want to put, put Tom Lord, let the rookie get in there. Let um let Williams get yeah, in there. Grant. Let Grant Williams get yeah. in there. He could he put in work last night. Yeah, he man. did. I see the rookie. That's the thing. It's like, he did. The Celtics need to recognize what they have versus what they're trying to do. We have a bunch of young, talented players who are hungry and can ball. But since it doesn't match the typical team lineup, we're trying to force things in a way. You know, no, the guys are hooping together. Let them hoop. See what happens. You know, yeah. imagine if, if like, I always go back to that that year when Gordon came back, when I, when I felt like he should have never even had the opportunity. So I should have been, look, you're coming off the bench because we're going to allow – JB and JT yeah, build yeah. up their report, et cetera, et cetera, right? We're in this, we, we keep trying to force this thing here with him. When it's like, I think that's doing our team more damage than it is good. Accept the situation for what it is, take the players that you do have, and give them the opportunity to do what they can do. Wait, so so what did you think that, like, I, yeah, but so at what point do you think that Gordon should have been starting? If they had followed my plan, year three. He would have been fully healthy. So the whole se- the whole season the whole when he came back, season. he shouldn't have. The whole he season, have the whole second season, he should not have started at all because it wasn't just a physical comeback. You can see it in his gameplay. It was the mental, and my whole idea is to reduce that mental stress, that pressure of having him out there with the starter. So look, you're not at the starter level yet. We're gonna have you coming off the bench. You are new, you are the new leader of our bench until you get back into true full form. Instead, he had this added pressure that I feel like we shouldn't have put him under. You know, be thrown out there to start. You think and it was that, the pressure that did, that, that, that that made that, him that slowed down like the like the mental part of it. You think it was like the pressure? It, the pressure didn't help. I don't think the pressure helped. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think looking back on it, it's easy to it's easy for us. But I, but at the moment, it felt right. Yeah. When he came back, it was Kyrie. It was Kyrie in in JB was starting. Mm-hmm. It was Kyrie. Ka- Kyrie. JB, Jason, Gordon, and Horford. 
that was our starting lineup. Mm-hmm. And then they moved, they moved, they decided to put take JB off the bench to help mm-hmm. to help the bench. And JB didn't start off the year. Mm-hmm. JB last year didn't start off the year really hot. Mm-hmm. And then he was labeled, quickly labeled. Yeah. Like he's having a down year. Exactly. And then he ended up having from from fucking mm-hmm. December through the rest of the year. He had a hell of a year. But but you but you know how narratives get started. Mm-hmm. Jason, you know, Jay, you know, Jalen really took a step back because he wasn't hitting three. He wasn't hitting his threes in October. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah. at the time, like like people that really weren't watching every game, they just get their news from mm-hmm. headlines, mm-hmm. and then that that becomes the the na- the national narrative yeah. about players. And so we're shocked when he's bearing threes last night. Like, when he's when he's killing. This. Yeah, like this. who who was our leading scorer in the in the first year when Kyrie was here in the playoffs? Jalen Brown. Brown, not Jason Tatum, mm-hmm. not Al Horford, mm-hmm. not well, not Marcus Smart. Of mm-hmm. course, Gordon Hayward was gone, yeah. but it was him. And then you telling me the next year he's kind of after one month of not like adjusting to mm-hmm. this team because this is a new team. We didn't mm-hmm. have Gordon Hayward on the team last mm-hmm. year because he was hurt. Mm-hmm. He didn't start off so hot, so now all of a sudden yeah. Jalen Brown is taking a step back. We should like, have the national media was except Boston sports to begin with. I mean, period. I mean, I mean that goes into a whole other conversation about how our team is covered and how sports is covered overall in a sense that like they only let, they only have room for marquee names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they don't let have room for like every, like all the other good players on teams, especially mm-hmm. in basketball. It's, mm-hmm. it's one player we're going to choose and he's going to be your guy. And then, then everyone else, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I wonder how it's going to be with the nets. I wonder how, like how they're going to, but granted Kyrie and Kyrie and KD have already are already huge stars yeah. in their own right. So mm-hmm. maybe they'll be, they have to, like, if they don't have a nickname for you mm-hmm. or something yeah. like that, they yeah. have to just well, you, relegate you. Yeah. And that's what they're doing right now with, with, and I saw it happening mm-hmm. for years, happening with Jason and Jalen. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. Jason Tatum went to Duke. Yeah. Jason Tatum got the Nike deal. Yeah. Jason Tatum. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not about how well of a player Jalen Brown is. It's not about how they average almost the same amount of points. It's not about how they how defensively JB was way ahead of Jason mm-hmm. Tatum d- d- defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, and becoming that two-way player. Jason Tatum just now, this year, started really being a really good two-way player. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't matter. We've already crowns you yeah. the new Kobe yeah. the new you know what I mean yeah. so yeah. we're running with this and yeah. I and it's like and yeah it's like it's all good I mean, to to shot fair, that is kind of like the job of the media right to get clicks and to get people to consume your mm-hmm. content so I mean mm-hmm. I, I definitely understand yeah, yeah no no I definitely but the thing is I definitely get why they I understand why they do that mm-hmm. but no 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 here's a I don't agree with them doing that. Yeah. Because there's so because of that, there's so many players. Yeah, you're doing a disservice to teams. You're mm-hmm. doing a disservice to players. Mm-hmm. And you're doing a disservice to how good certain players are. Look at look at um we can go on and on. I mean, look at, at how good um look at Karis Levert, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Karis Levert is a baller. Mm-hmm. He's really great. But does the league know it? No. Mm-hmm. He had a really good rookie season. I think he broke his leg the second his second year. Mm-hmm. And even Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie, mm-hmm. um, Joe Harris, mm-hmm. the Nets are in the playoffs and they did not have Kyrie Irving or, or Kevin yeah. Durant. In back-to-back years. In back-to-back years. Yeah. But but no one is talking about them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one. So when it comes um all-star game voting, when it comes contract time, mm-hmm. when it comes look at TJ Warren. Yeah. 
CJ Warren, all oh, he's come out of nowhere. No, he no, has he not. Hasn't. No, he hasn't. No, he's not. <laughs> TJ Warren has been good, has been really great yeah. for three years. Yeah. yeah. And then now the fourth year on on the now he's averaging even, even more points on mm. the on the Pacers. That's Where how, was he before? The Suns, right? Yeah, the Suns. Exactly. He was bad. Yeah, to the fucking night's watch. <laughs> you know real. what I mean? And <laughs> it's like, it's there's so many, it's like there's so many great players that are overlooked, and that's why where we get all these fucking narratives. That's why we can like when you have these these sports writers and stuff like that controlling the narrative, is it's like any form of news. You only see what we show you. Exactly. You watch the you watch the highlights last night, right? Mm-hmm. I'll use the Celtics the Celtics game for example. Mm-hmm. You watch the highlights last night. J- Jalen J- Jason went off mm-hmm. first half, twenty one points in the fir- in the first half. Mm-hmm. JB scored 19 points in the second half. Mm-hmm. When we needed JB to go off in that in that fourth, he scored 15 in the fourth quarter. Yeah. In a close game, mm-hmm. a game in which we were down. Mm-hmm. How are we gonna sell this story? Mm-hmm. Are we gonna go show you mad Jason Tatum highlights? Mm-hmm. And this is how they how they did it. Mm-hmm. We're gonna show you mad Jason Tatum highlights in the first half, right? And then in the and then the second half, mm-hmm. they showed the JB. Three mm-hmm. when when Jay when Ta- when Jay, uh, when Jason blocked the shot, mm-hmm. Kemba got the rebound, mm-hmm. ran it up the court, threw it to JB, buried it. Mm. You would think that Jason Tatum carried this entire Tied team yeah. the yeah. entire game, yeah. but th- but they have to say Jason Tatum thirty two points, yeah. highest youngest Celtic player to yeah. score thirty in the playoffs, blah blah blah. Yeah. In the little in the microscript, Jalen Brown twenty nine points, yeah. mm-hmm. and Jalen Brown would have had. 31 points yeah. if he didn't stop and not dunk exactly. when they stole the ball to end the game and he just ran it out, yeah. Yeah. which would have been an easy bucket. That's what I mean about narratives. And sure. it's like they do that. They, I, I really hate to see when they do that. I, mm-hmm. I, I just really, really hate If you go back and, and watch the highlights from yesterday, ESPN, and then you watch them. I watched them talk to Tim Legler and blah, 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 blah. It's such like afterthought type mm-hmm. shit, mm-hmm. you know? And they have a player that I'm going to – I'm going. We're going to key in on on their performance, and then that's it. It's the same way. This morning, you watch one of these first takes. I'm sorry, I'm ranting. No, no, but you're right. You watch one of these first takes, and all they talk about the Celtics beat the. It's all about star power, right? Mm-hmm. The Celtics beat the Sixers. Mm-hmm. The Celtics are favored to beat the Sixers. Mm-hmm. They don't have Ben Simmons, but the story is is Joe. Is it Joel and B doing enough? Yeah. Did it, it's yeah. not about how great the Celtics yep. played. It's not about how big how Jason Tatum plays. It's not about how Jalen Brown played. Because now you're usurped by a bigger star. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. So that's the only thing we're exactly. going to cover. And exactly. that continuously, continuously has happened over decades of sports coverage. Mm-hmm. And it's like... And not for nothing, that was a close game up until the last like six, seven minutes right. of the fourth quarter, man. Going into the fourth quarter, the Sixers are up. They were up. Right. So for you to even start with that narrative, well, is Joel Embiid doing enough? Well, sir, what, what can more he do? 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 Like, come on, I'm going to give you 27 yeah. and 13. Yep. Like, you know, oh, I need to, he needs to go 40. 40 Seven and one and still threes. lose? Like, how, like, how is he stopping Jalen Brown? Yeah. Yeah. How is yeah. he stopping Jason Tatum? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, but. Straight up. Nah, speaking of how that game ended, though, when JB brought it up, right, he didn't score. How do you guys feel about that whole that whole oh. being a gentleman in, in sports and saying these unwritten yo, rules yo. And, 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 and stuff like that. Because his... All right, you guys give me your thoughts and I'll, and I'll, and I'll save mine, mine for the end. How you feel about that, Alec? I think it's bullshit. Hey. I think it's whack. No yeah. swearing on the show, sir. Oh, my God. I'll clean it up. <laughs> nah, but 
I, I, I think it's a wag. Yeah. I think it's it's cowardice. Yeah. If you're a player and you're getting whooped for mm-hmm. whatever reason, mm-hmm. and you're down from a you're down by a certain certain amount of points, mm-hmm. and an, uh, the the other team has a um can score or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck when the clock's winding down. Mm-hmm. Let them score. Who cares? Yeah. You got yeah. your ass beat. Like, Defend it. Yeah, Defend like, stop play it. some D or something. Yeah. Toughen up. Like, yeah. like, we in the NBA, dog. Like, we ain't yeah. got no time for no bitch. Yeah. Excuse me. We got no time for no bitch nigga shit straight up. Like, I, I don't like it at all. Like, I know. I will believe that. I will believe that. should have yammed it. Yeah, Jamie should have yammed it. He should have yammed it and get his 30. Yeah, for real. Real talk. Because those playoff stats matter. I don't care. Like, I don't care. Those playoff stats yeah, matter. For real. And 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 the the thing that stemmed off of, from that, mm-hmm. I know Jay, because we we even talked, we we mentioned it before about like it's not just what happened last night. It, that what's All last sports. that ain't even what triggered it. Yeah. Well, last night was oh whatever. But this morning, the bitch assness in the MLB from this mm-hmm. morning with Tatis hitting that fucking hitting a grand slam when they were up seven already and he was a 3-0 count. Three Yo, what the fuck? Don't, throw don't, him some heat, then. You threw him the heat. He took it. He hit it out the puck. Listen, don't throw me something I can hit, then. What yeah. the fuck? Any, what anytime people yeah. are talking about, at the professional level, all that, be nice, and be a gentleman about the sport, that only carries so much weight. When you're at a professional level... Your feelings don't matter no more. No, yeah. you don't want you don't want to you don't want them to run up on the score. Stop them then. Yeah, stop, stop the them. run. But but that's that shit though. Remember in the Jordan doc? Well, I learned about it in the Jordan documentary mm-hmm. when they're talking about Isaiah. Yeah, when he didn't handshake the yeah. Bulls after yeah. the game or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. Jordan was pissed and it's yeah. like I took it personal. I can yeah. understand. <laughs> and I took that personal. <laughs> I, could, I can maybe understand that because like I guess having good sportsmen like conduct has been like. Integral, I guess, mm-hmm. in sports. Mm-hmm. So I guess I can understand why MJ was pissed, but mm-hmm. fuck it. Like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm with you. I don't I'm know. It just, it just wasn't as big as a deal to me. It's cornball shit. Exactly. It's yeah. cornball yeah. shit. Like, it's like, from, from, here, here's about that, with that part, right? I understand the sentiment where it's the end of the series, we won, and as a part of the process is you give us our respect, our just do, you come and you shake our hand. That, that's that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But while the series is still going on and certain and the game's being played, but even then, if they don't want to shake your hand, they don't want to shake your hand. Yeah. I get it. You, take the moral high ground then. Yeah. You know, they weren't ready to shake your hand. And also, too, Speaking about Jordan, then back in the 80s, early 90s, it was personal. Yeah, dog. These dudes did not like each awesome other. D- they were awesome. fighting in regular the seasons like it was pisses, nothing. Baby. Bad boy pisses. We call it the bad boys for a reason. We ain't shaking nobody's hands, yeah. baby. Then we out. Dennis, let's awesome go. Awesome DMX shit, yo. You know? Even if we squash some beef, beef, I ain't touching your hand. Yeah, touching your hand. <laughs> what the fuck, nigga? No. Yo. yo, real talk. Yeah, man. Dog, it's like, yo, where this coming from? That thing with Fernando, Fernando Tatis, right? Shout out okay. to him. So the whole idea is the bases are loaded. His team is already up, what, seven runs? Seven runs. In the eighth innings. The count is 3-0. Now the rule is you take the pitch. And his manager told him to take the pitch, right? He saw fastball he could hit, and he hit it. So to me, in that situation, he made a better decision with the manager. Listen, you play to win the game. To win the game. Now let's say he he takes that pitch, right? 
And then the next pitch, he grounds out into a double play or a triple play. The inning is over. And they're up, what, seven runs, right? Mm -hmm. And let's say, God forbid, that next inning, that other team puts up eight runs. Yo. And then y'all lose. Let's, let's now it's it. very, very rare. But guess oh. what? I ain't taking no chances. No. You play to win the game. No. No. I would never turn to my team and be like, okay, guys, we've scored enough. Let's stop now. No. no not at the professional level. No. I get it. When you're in college or high school or elementary, the peewee stuff, because you don't want to destroy somebody's spirit mm -hmm. that young. But when you're a professional, you need to be able, need to, be able to overcome that. So you mean to tell me if JB dunks that ball last night, Fernando Tatis hits a grand slam last night, you professionals are going to cry like a bunch of punks out there <laughs> and you don't want to play the game anymore because yeah. they were mean? There's no respect. Get the fuck out of the Unwritten room. rules. Get out of here. It's, about, it's about respect. It's about nah, respect. Nah. And baseball even in the kids, all sports? Even in <laughs> the kids game. Even in the kids games. Come on. Nah, B. I'm, I'm trotting around that field too like a goddamn show pony. <laughs> But no, real talk, like, like let's do the math. I'm just visualizing you galloping yeah, around the like, High-stepping and shit. Y'all can't seem like fucking, I'm doing that shit. And I'm staring everybody in the eyes. Let's do something. Do something. Yeah. Stop it then. And they did. Um, Next batter came up, you threw the ball behind his back. Beam him. Exactly. Beam him. That's what time is. That's why let's I'm, keep it 100 here. That's let's all that needs to happen. Just dinger right to the back, right to his fucking, aim for his head, make Shut him duck. Up. But my thing is, Let's flip this, right? Mm -hmm. You're up seven runs. Mm -hmm. We talk about, like, let's use it in basketball terms. Mm -hmm. Like when somebody misses a shot, somebody doesn't get a ball back mm -hmm. on defense, they, mm -hmm. they give up a three. It's like a, a, a swing, right? Yep. Yep. Let's, he hits that home run. It's, a full, it's, it's four runs. Now they're mm -hmm. up 11 to zip. Mm -hmm. Let's flip it. Let's swing it. Mm -hmm. Let's say the bottom of that eighth inning or mm -hmm. top of that ninth inning, I don't know where they were playing, mm -hmm. they hit a grand slam. Mm -hmm. Now it's seven to four. Yep. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Isn't it a close game now? Exactly. Like, come on, man. You're being up, like, it's just like. It's bitch assness, man. And we're Red Sox fans. We've seen leads evaporate. Evaporate. Have we even evaporate. won a game this year? <laughs> Jesus Christ, we suck. Oh, my goodness. Um, and oh while this goodness. nigga, while, what's his name? While, um, Mookie Betts is out there, man, like. Balling on him. <laughs> Ball him, but y'all don't want to pay Mookie though. Y'all didn't want to pay Mookie. Stop it. Because the Red Sox don't have enough money to pay Mookie bets. All Mookie wants to do is be great. Y'all want to let him go to the Dodgers. Yikes. The show's over, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget it, man. Forget it. We out, man. Yeah. Nah, nah, that. Mm, mm -mm. I'm hurt. Mm mm. But now, straight up at the end of the day, those unwritten rules are unwritten for a reason. Yeah. Because they're whack. Yeah, because only, only bitch-ass niggas subscribe to them. Straight up. But that level of, like, I guess, bitch-assness has been, like, permeating through the league. Like, how they yeah. be yeah. giving, like, whack-ass texts now and shit for, like, Yo. extra yeah. celebratory shit. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. like, hanging on. They kind of, they, they got pretty lax, like, if mm. you hang on the rim for too long. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Because yeah. LeBron would do that shit all the time. Yeah. And yeah. we never call it, so yeah. right. that's fine, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Nah, I agree. Ticky tag stuff. Home and Lady Shot. They ejected Porzingis last it's night on some, on some wild. So come ridiculous. on. That was his first playoff game, yep. dog. This is in the bubble. Yep. This is this is his first playoff game, the first playoff game. Like, come on, man. You yeah. can't. That's ticky tack shit, man. Like, I you like there's just I don't care what the rules are. Mm -hmm. Whoever's the head ref has to be like, 
Dog, we cannot eject him for that. Bottom line is bad for business. Yeah, it's bad for business. Ain't no one here to watch Porzingis get ejected in the playoffs. No. While we saw, while we saw in the regular season, Giannis gets seven fouls, (laughs) and they wouldn't eject his ass. But Porzingis gets a little, gets a little spicy with with Marcus Morris. Trying to defend his, trying to defend Luca, because yep. you know Luca can't fight. <laughs> I mean, like, and, and Luca he, gets he can't fight too. Luca, <laughs> no, he Luca can, can fight. ball, he can ball, but he can't fight. I'm not saying Chris Stapps can fight either, because we saw oh, Chris oh, Stapps get his. To Chris Stapps. You know what I mean? <laughs> when he went back home, but I, <laughs> yo, they got him up out of here in Slovenia. <laughs> you can never go back to your own hood, dog. That's the rule when you make it, dog. Yeah, man. It don't matter. You think that just applies to the brothers? No, it applies no, to sir. everybody. They get bu- they get busy in Eastern yeah, Europe. Straight up, they get busy. Straight up. Once you make it out, you don't get to go back. That's they don't the care. Yeah, they don't That's care how many M's you got. They, uh, they left. Oh man, they left Kristaps bloody, yeah. white tea and all. He was out here with his crispy and white tea. Yeah, and he was trying to explain it away. He was, like, <laughs> he was looking back. He was looking back. <laughs> he was looking back. Not a good look. Not a good look, my yeah, friend. Yeah. Um, Seven three getting bloody. House way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's it. I, um. That for the sports talk. I know yeah. that we wanted to. Um. We wanted to talk about. Um. A few other things. Yeah. Um, well, because last the, night, last get, night was we'll the, get political yeah, on you, mo- political on y'all. Uh, give you know y'all I mean? some more food. We'll do a chomp on. We'll do a transition <laughs> to let y'all know we about to get real political. Yeah, what was that thing I wear? Wayne's what? Woo! Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So last night was the demo. Was the all? Uh, was it the virtual Democratic National Convention? where the Biden-Harris ticket was officially rolled out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was interesting. I did not sit down and watch through the entire thing. I watched some, I watched some key parts, parts of it. I watched uh, Michelle's speech. I watched the speech of this one woman whose father passed away from COVID-19 and she trashed Trump over Damn. it. I, her, her, her quote was uh, her father's only pre-existing condition was believing in Donald Trump. Hey. You know, uh, father- oh, they're getting spicy. Yeah, yeah, listen, man. This is the Trump effect. No matter what happens, politics in America will never be the same nope. again. Nope. And whether you like it or not, you're going to have to thank or give credence or hate on Donald Trump for it. Yeah. The level of, of the discourse in terms of the attitude, the energy people are bringing right, right. now, it's like... Fuck you, pay me yeah. type attitude. Yeah. We we with the playing nice no more. My colleague from Oklahoma disagrees with me. No. I'm from no no no. No. Fuck Oklahoma. I, there's a flower state for a reason. Yeah. That's the type of energy people are bringing right now. Quite That's frankly, right. I appreciate it. I do. If they want to go to war, we could go to war. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. No, no, nah, nah, but but in all seriousness, no, the the discourse right now. It's getting more raw. It's getting more authentic. It's getting more real. And I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. America, the, the American public is not nearly as stupid as they try to make us try to make us yeah. or they perceive us. Very we are aware. bright. We are smart. We know how to communicate. We know how to read. We know how to listen. Stop trying to talk to us like we're babies. I mean, we are there. pretty dumb. I mean, niggas can't even wear masks. <laughs> like, let's keep it a bug, my Like The flyover states we mentioned. <laughs> I think Jeremy, rep- I think he represented him pretty well in his soliloquy. Those are the men, those men and women that we're talking about. I mean, there's a reason why you never left Oklahoma. Um, for real, for real. Straight up. No, it's, it's, we're, yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. We, we are we are smart, but not necessarily bright within the moment. And even that, I don't think it's because Americans are are stupid. I think they 
they don't know how to decipher through the truth anymore. They they're inundated with bad information. It's like when you're when if you're walking around in America, right, for 40, 50 years, and the one thing you can rely on is when the president speaks and says we all need to get in and do something together, you even if you don't necessarily agree with him, you can be like, ah, right, cool, whatever. Out of respect for the office, we'll do it, right? But right now we have a guy in office who you can't trust. Because he lies so much. A true villain. A true villain. Yeah. He's giving people contradictory information. Two, three weeks ago, you're talking about nobody needs a mask, and it's whack, and it's stupid, and, and maybe if you wear the mask, you might even get sick. To mm -hmm. all of a sudden, it's it's patriotic to wear the mask, and I'm the biggest patriot, so I'm going to start wearing a mask now. What were you just saying a few weeks ago? So I don't think it, I think if people were left to their own devices and thought for themselves, everybody walking around with a mask on, right? It isn't rocket science. But we live in this environment where everything is politicized, mm -hmm. and we have a president right now who's politicizing something that doesn't need to be politicized. How the hell are you going to sit up here and say people don't need masks when your Republican senators and congressmen, when they're sitting in those meetings, they have their mask on? Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it's, it's ridiculous. I think it's the people, the people. The people. The people, <laughs> they, they, they've been had. They've been had. And the, the past couple of weeks, I've been watching these videos of, um, we're going to get back to the DNC convention in one second, but I, just talking about Trump for a moment here. I've been watching these videos of these people who voted for Trump before, and now they're, being, now they're basically on an apology tour. Mm. I'm sorry, I should have known better. I, I've been tricked. He's terrible, and I'm not going to vote for him this time, et cetera, et cetera. Those people are brave enough to admit that they were wrong. And then they backtrack. And we all know one of the biggest issues human beings have is apologizing and admitting when they're wrong. Yeah. And a part of that reason they have a tough time at apologizing and admitting that they're wrong because usually the people they're apologizing to don't give them that immediate forgiveness that they need. It's usually, okay, you apologize and we're still going to clown you for it. Mm -hmm. Whereas me, I'm watching these videos like, you know what? You apologized. You felt that you were wrong for your vote. I see that. I respect that. Try to do better. Do better. I'm not going to be on my high horse. Now, fuck horse. that. I'm canceling these <laughs> niggas. No. Nah, I'm not going to get on my high horse like, oh, oh, you know, you voted for Trump and da-da-da-da. Because, quite frankly, this is a certain type of negative energy I have for people who voted for Hillary. So what am I going to do? You know, that's the a whole same thing. level of negative energy, though? The same level of negative From their point of view, yeah. I didn't have that same type I'm of negative I'm, energy. I'm talking about you. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Right. Listen. My beef with, with Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton, that, that's that's a whole Haitian political thing. Yeah, like, we, I, I do my yeah, best. Things, I do things my go best. a little bit deeper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do my best to keep America out of it. That's personal yeah. type stuff. You know, it's deeper um, than rap, you know? It's interesting you say that. Y'all haven't... Have y'all watched Lovecraft Com Country? No. That new no. HBO show? No, I haven't. No. Is this a plug? They paying us for this? <laughs> <laughs> they might be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but... Um, yeah, um, in love in Lovecraft Country, um, it's a good show. Y'all should watch it. In the views, I mean, listeners, y'all should watch it. The first episode just aired this Sunday. It's a really, it's a, it's a really good show, you know. Um, and it's it's just really good to see more black people on TV. It's a low stakes show. It's not like it's not like some like crazy Game of Thrones shit yeah. stuff. You got to put. You got to stop and rewind because you missed some shit and put the captions on. It ain't that deep. It's just a fun show. It seems like a good a good show. It's filmed beautifully. I love the way it's filmed. Um, and it's, it's like I said, it's good. It's great to see black people on TV. Anyways, in the in the beginning of, of it, it's not like a spoiler or anything like that. Just in one of the beginning scenes, there's a point where um, 
Um, because the whole, the whole, this whole universe, the whole show is based on a book by books by HP Lovecraft, which, mm. which, um, you can see, you'll, um, you can do your research on, um, long story short, he's a fucking racist. Mm. Um, just like many books that are, you know what I mean? Authors mm. from back then. Mm. Um, he was a racist, but it's a kind of a retelling of his kind of stories and blah, 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 that, and like, they're kind of flipping it and stuff mm. like that. But mm. in it, he, um, he, he, he reads a lot of books and, he reads a, a ton of books and um the 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 main character mm -hmm. tick or atticus mm -hmm. he reads a lot of books and one of the books that he read um i i can't remember i think it's um john carter um mm, okay. or like like um i forgot something about mars it's, yeah. it's a, I remember they made a whole different movie about the right john carter. Like yeah. disney made yeah, a, a yeah. movie about it but um yeah. but on it the the john Car the carter the the main character in the story mm -hmm. um I'm like talking about a show that's talking about, about a, a book, book. Yeah. that's talking about a book. I'm yeah. doing like a wild inception <laughs> shit. But I hope y'all are following me. In the in the in Atticus is reading a book and and he's on the bus with his with his with his um um this this black lady and this is set in like the 19 late 19, 1960s um and um John the car Carter, the character, was an ex-Confederate soldier that got like transported to Mars, right? Mm -hmm. And then when he says, when he says um, to the lady, like, oh, he tells her about the books, like, yeah, he's an ex-Confederate, ex-Confederate soldier that gets transported to Mars, mm -hmm. and she's like, X, you can't. There's no X after Confederate, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And mm. that's what made me. It made me think about what you just said. It made me think about the show because that's just a point of conversation, like. Mm -hmm. Can you be an ex-Confederate soldier? Can you be an ex-Nazi? Can you be an ex-Trump supporter? Mm. Like, and pretty much, in will you accept that? Mm. You know, like, in what you just ex just expounded on, With like... regards to, like, forgiveness. And forgiveness allowing and allowing people. Like, what is your... Where's your line mm. of forgiveness where it's like, no, I don't have the, I don't have the capacity to forgive. Mm. You know, and... I think that with me, when it comes to someone like Trump, mm -hmm. it's about timing. Mm. It's when did you become an ex-Trump supporter? Yes. You yes. know, it's about in the beginning, I could see why someone would support Donald Trump mm -hmm. in, the bro in the broader idea mm -hmm. of Donald Trump. Sure. And like, he's not a politician. Because I don't like politicians. Yeah. He's going to shake up the government. He's going to shake up the government. Drain the swamp. He's going to yeah. drain the swamp. He's going to do all this other stuff. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if if we had the left wing, because the left wing of, of mm. Donald Trump, people would say is Bernie Sanders. Yeah. 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 And I support Bernie Sanders fully. Mm -hmm. um, so not to, but. Shout on, out to the on, Bernie bros out there. Yeah, shout out, but not on a, on a. On a political standpoint yeah. of, of of Donald Trump and, and yeah. Bernie Sanders, not yeah. on. A, I don't say that Bernie Sanders is a personal. Yeah. He yeah. ain't grabbing women by the pussy or yeah. Yeah. or saying the things that he's doing or yeah. anything like that. But he's extremely left left wing, mm -hmm. and that's who you know. But he's not as he's not as disagreeable as Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. um, so I can see why in the beginning some people could look at Donald Trump and and support what the idea of someone like Donald Trump was. Mm -hmm. But once things started to really come out about Donald Trump, because there's a there's some political leeway we give all politicians, mm -hmm. right? Um, and even in this in the sense of Donald Trump in the beginning, 
I can understand why someone in the beginning when they, you know, yo, Donald Trump did this to housing in the, in the, yeah, but was it really true? Uh, uh, Donald Trump did this. Was like, we kind of give these fake people news. fake news. Yeah, we kind of give politicians a little political, political leeway because we know that people are, we're in a point where everyone is going to try and tear you down. Exactly. So everything, morsel of something they can dig up, mm-hmm. they're going to try and bring up and try to try to throw on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it came to Donald Trump, I could see why people in the beginning could just chalk it up to just that's politics. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to throw dirt. Mm-hmm. But once like, like he started, come on, like locking up kids. Yeah. Locking up kids, shit, whole country. Damn near started World War Three. Started World War Three. The Putin stuff, the, 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 the sexual harassment stuff, the, the, the rape out allegations. Turns, turns the, out he using campaign money to pay off his stripper. Right. His, his, his stripper, his bro. daughter. He's taking our G8 summits. He's canceling. Like, I, like what's the, and you still are with homie. Yeah. I don't have the capacity for, to forgive you after that. Mm. I don't. I don't. So that's what it where it is with me. It's when when did you jump off the Trump train? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and a lot of y'all try to jump off a little too late. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. I mean, one of the videos I watched was, was one gentleman in particular where his whole thing was, yeah, I know he was doing this, but the economy was doing good. And I know he no. was doing that, but oh. the economy was doing oh, good. Was it? And what I walked away was, oh, so the only thing you cared about was that you were able to make some money. Mm-hmm doing all this i mean it's gotta be about more than that you know because on both sides right you have you have some people i listen some of my best friends are republicans speak, right? speak, speaking about both sides there were there were, there were good people on both sides there were good yeah. people on both sides come on if you were still you were still there bro you were still on. with them you know because the thing about it, you have democrat and republican loyalists Mm-hmm. You have Democrats, no matter what their Democratic politician is doing, they're going to support them regardless and vice versa, right? So you have that wave of, like, Trump could do no wrong because he's a Republican, even though he's really not, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. Trump could do no wrong because he's a Republican. Okay, I can respect your loyalty because mm-hmm. that goes a very long way. But, but you need to figure out what your breaking point is. Yeah. Because if that's your logic... Yeah. Could Hitler come back and run on the Republican ticket then, or yeah. the Democratic ticket? You're gonna turn around and say, "Well, I support Democrats no matter what." He says he's a Democrat. Oh right well, oh whoa, whoa. Like no, that's how my brain works. Exactly. And if you go back to some of the interviews Donald Trump used to say back in the day, these are his words, not mine. In terms of how he views Republicans, when when he was asked, "Hey, if you ever did run for president, would you run as a Democrat or a Republican?" He said, "I run as a Republican because those idiots will believe anything." So he doesn't even respect y'all. You know, he's using your good faith, your goodwill, your sense of loyalty against you. You know, I, yeah, you could give him as much credit as you want to if you choose to as a businessman. That's arguable in terms of the bankruptcies he's had and the company he's taken on there. Even though when you get to learn business, bankruptcies is the part of the process. That's a whole nother discussion. But you have to really understand what type of businessman Donald Trump actually is. Donald Trump doesn't make or create anything. No. Donald Trump is a brand. He sells him his he name. He sells his name. That's it. Trump steaks, Trump vodka, Trump, Trump hotels. hotels, Trump golf course, Trump air, all of That's it. That's the only thing he does. He, he ain't building no more buildings. No. 
He ain't, he, ain't, he ain't building no planes. He ain't making that vodka. He's selling the rights to his name because the brand is so popular. Yeah. The Trump name it's, it's like, used to be mean luxury. You yeah. thought Trump, you thought gold toilets. That's exactly like, you know? like when I, that's my, it's sorry to bring it to hip hop, but that's exactly what I said about Jay-Z. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it's yeah. the Jay Z versus the versus the Kanye yeah. type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Not to say like this is the same thing, but it just it the difference between creators mm -hmm. and fuck I forgot how I put it, but it's the difference between creators and and um businessmen. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Exactly. Like there's a reason why someone like Kanye was able to create how much he was able to create mm -hmm. that quickly mm -hmm. because when you actually create product. Mm -hmm and have ideas and create product and you sell product, then you can, oh, you, you know what I mean? Your, your shit was, will always be fruitful. Exactly. That's why Kanye, I mean, he tries to commit career suicide all the time. He could get dropped from Adidas. He could get dropped from, from Gap and all, lose all this shit. But I bet you he can, I bet you someone we'll like that, right a creator can make it right we'll make back. It right back. They'll in never double be time. Broke. You know what I mean? Whereas someone like a Jay-Z is, I'm going to, like, I, this is my name. This is the product. If I could communicate the product, I can make money off yeah. the product. Like just like Kanye said in the interview. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm gonna put my name on Samsung mm -hmm. and we're gonna sell these phones and sell my album. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna put my name on these sneakers, even though they're ugly, and I mm -hmm. and I have a people that I can sell them to. I can put my name behind this liquor. I could put my name behind mm -hmm. this, but you're not really creating anything. Mm -hmm. And that's the same thing that Trump does. Like yeah. I'm gonna put my Trump. Yeah. People, my have name recognition. Yes. I can communicate this product, mm -hmm. so I'm a, so I can make a a sliver of a percentage off that product. Mm -hmm. Even though I don't, I'm not the one. I don't own the farms yeah. where we kill the cows yeah. and cure the cows and cut the steak. Yeah. I'm just gonna make royalties yes. off of y'all using my name. Exactly. I'm gonna make royalties off of y'all using my name on this hotel. There's a difference between that and I'm gonna buy the farm. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna curate the cows. And, and so you, I'm gonna. Hold on a second. So you're saying the fact that uh, I'm just using Kanye because he uses it. The fact that he can create product is more powerful than slapping your name on it. Yes, it's way more powerful. And, and, it's and, way more powerful. Just to add on to that, and here's why, right? Like we said, we've seen Kanye literally. He's trying to commit career suicide. Many times. Suicide, who knows, right? But he can't. He's too he big. Can't. He's too big because he's the creator. Because what now, happens when your name isn't good anymore? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Even if Kanye's like, name isn't good anymore... He can still make he can still make great music. He mm. can still make great clothing. He can still make all these different things. Whereas if Jay Z's name isn't good anymore because some terrible news comes out about him, he gets relegated back to well, I guess you can still make albums. People will still buy that. Yeah. But your name is no longer in that high standard where people want to drink your vodka anymore or they want to wear your clothing anymore or whatever. You know, especially when the consumer is bright enough to understand. Yeah, those S. Carters, Reebok made those, and Jay Z allowed them to put his name on them and he made his buck. Whereas those Yeezys, no, that's Kanye's design. Yeah, that's, that's his, his team. Yeah. That's really. Him. That's that level of authenticity that people want. Mm. And, and he showed it because I I'm gonna take it from Nike. Exactly. And everyone's gonna call me crazy. Crazy. Go and to I'm gonna Adidas. go to Adidas and I'm gonna make it bigger. Literally mm. become a billionaire. You know. Such. You know. So it's like, yeah, I had to go into that, but it's That's just it's just crazy. it's just the level of it's the same mindset when it comes to someone like Trump and like understanding his his business acumen mm. and his yeah. like fam like they that's all too much credit. it's they all like oh or credit. like i said with the jay-z shit with like oh jay-z on the nets no you don't no, you don't 
No, you don't at all. I said this years ago. That nigga own a jersey, bro. Yeah, that nigga. <laughs> that's about it, dog. That's about it. That's about you know what I mean? But it's like, put some tickets. respect on his man. Put some respect on his name. He, he, he owned a few shares. He got yeah. a check from me. He, he owned like 1% of really? the Nets, but the way that they purport this shit is as if this nigga owns the... Oh, like he's did y'all see that video when, when Jay-Z was doing that like contract signing or whatever with Kyrie and KD and shit? Oh, oh, that was... T- oh, <laughs> come on, man. Oh, my goodness. Like Again, that's all about the brand. Right, mm-hmm. like as a part of him even being associated with that brand, what happened in Brooklyn? They had to gentrify an entire neighborhood to build that Yo, stadium. Careful, they had to move out a bunch of people of color careful. out of that neighborhood to get that stadium. Careful, up. it was easier for swap with people when they said, "Well, a black man's doing it's it." Jay-Z so. stadium, it's Jay Z stadium, though. Jay Z owns Barclays. We we doing this? Like, no, y'all ain't. Yeah. He ain't even doing it. But he's lending his name to it because it makes it look better for you. And then he made his buck and he bounced. That's a part of the process. Got That's... his check and he was out. Mm-hmm. You know, you know the same way he got a check from the NFL. Now he's about to be out again. Yep. For, you know, we, for, selling we moved, cap, for selling cap out. You know, because we moved past kneeling. Yeah. It's obvious we moved past kneeling, yeah. right? What a year. What, what a mean? moment to do that shit. Was that in 2020? That was in 2019. Yeah. Oh, that was like last summer, 2019, yeah. or some shit like that. Or early, like yeah, late before, 2019. Like I remember it was like September. Yeah. Yeah. But in a calendar year, my friend, what a bad place to align yourself. That did not age well, that line. No, it did not. not. age well. But, you know, on the back end, and again, I don't want to shit on Jay-Z all day because he does do th- good things for our community in terms of providing bail reform and working yes, with politicians, of course. et cetera. But it's about... We're Stop smart. Stop beasting. We're smart Stop now. Like, we, we're not? not the same... We're not the same fans. Yeah. Your yeah. fans have grown up now. The same way yep. you've grown up, yep. they've grown up. Yep. And yep. you have younger people, like Alec right here sitting at 20 years old. He didn't grow up, even I'm 30, Alex 20, he didn't grow up with this, the idea of who Jay-Z is the same way we did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and we can go even lower than him. They don't give a fuck about who Jay-Z is. Mm-hmm. So it's like, as you grow up, you have to understand, like, Jay, you grew up with your fans. Your fans aren't that dumb street team motherfuckers that are out here arguing, still arguing that TakeOver was better than Ether. Like, mm-hmm. they stopped doing that. Yeah. They've grown. They've matured. And they recognize when you're, when you're out there selling people out for money to make Rock yeah. Nation bigger. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you own 50% of that, so it's going to be more money in your pocket. Mm-hmm. We people can recognize those things, and it's the same thing that they recognize in Jay and his practices. Is the same thing that niggas recognize with Trump and his practices, and yeah. they recognized that years ago. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm not trying to put Jay and Trump in the same bucket mm-hmm. of who they are as people, mm-hmm. but y'all have a lot of the same business practices when it comes to selling yourself as a brand. Jay Z ain't. It's not a coincidence. Jay Z ain't out there up and out there. Um, segregating his rent and not renting to black and brown people yeah. but he is like Jeremy said helping you gentrify an entire neighborhood to Brooklyn. build a stadium uh, you know what I mean like so that's a part of it so let, let, let's take a few steps back right going back to the DNC yeah in terms of predictions for the election what you guys think is gonna happen oh while y'all while y'all ponder that let me throw my so, ideas out please. there I got, I got two ideas my first idea is I don't see body making the ticket I'm waiting for some breaking wild news to come out about him. Mm, and shit. then the ticket gets busted up and the Democrats have to scrap to put something else together. Wow. I'm, br- I'm bracing myself for that. Wow. Because 20, listen, it's 2020. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Shout out to KG. All right. Very true. My second prediction is, let's say he makes it through him and Kamala finish the ticket. 
make it to, to election day. They go up against Trump and Pence. I expect it to be a landslide. Mm. I'm just not positive which way it's going to be. Oh, yeah. boy. Because here's the thing. I'm I'm terrified yeah, both that we're going to have a repeat of 2016. Mm. And the dynamic of two things. Number one, I don't... Uh, despite me seeing those videos of all those people saying, well, I voted for Trump and I'm not going to do it this time again, whatever. I, I believe y'all, but I still believe there's a big enough faction of people who want to see Trump in there again that will go out there and vote for him again. But even if you factor in those people who say, okay, I'm not going to vote for Trump, I'm going to vote for Biden now. Shout out to my Bernie bros, and I don't want to disparage y'all, <laughs> but there's, there isn't this, it's like, I don't like the idea of people motivated to Vote, vote against, against someone against versus voting versus for, for somebody. Them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. Uh, so, because it's that's the like, Hillary shit. Yeah, exactly. That's that's. I believe in love motivating people, not hate. Yeah. You like know? like, yo, it's the Barack factor. Mm. But, oh, no, go ahead. So you say that about the love motivate mm. love more than hate, but like, mm. Bernie Bros, like, they don't vote. I feel like, they, they, well, they, at least the the younger people that Bernie was trying to yeah, like, yeah. get they um, won't vote for anybody else because they're well, they barely even like voted for this nigga, like Bernie, like people, young people, like because Bernie was doing. He like, voted for they. I mean, they voted for him more than most of the. I mean, except Biden. Mm. Yeah, that's the only pe that Biden's the only one that got him out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that's the thing because he trying trying to find find the right right way to word this. I see the point that you're making, right? Did you need to finish that thought? No, yeah, you know, no, okay. go ahead. Okay. I see the point you're trying to make, like, yeah, they don't vote. I believe that they do vote, and, but the tricky situation is another part of another element of this is, is the damn, I'm going to say this, the fucking DNC. Mm -hmm. When you understand what they did to him, yeah. did to Before. Bernie back in 2016, yeah. Hillary should never even been in that position. Bernie beat her. Mm -hmm. But the DNC, when you, when you understand how these political parties work, said no. We as the party are going to ignore what the people are telling us, and we're going to lift Hillary up. And then this, this go around, they did pretty much the same thing in the sense that they're not going to completely ignore, ignore you, even though they really did. You didn't see Bernie getting the type of television interviews, the opportunities that Biden get, even though he could barely finish an interview without saying, saying something wildly disrespectful, you know. You don't it, vote for me, you're not black. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Wild, wild stuff. And they expect people of color to sit here and be like, okay, well, we'll take it. And then meanwhile, Trump turns around to you and says, vote for me, what you got to lose? When he says that, that rings bells mm -hmm. in a lot of people. And and a, and a, and in a, and in a under, underlying element that we're dealing here, specifically within the, the, the black community, there's a lot of black men voting for Trump, mm -hmm. whether people want to accept that or not. Because there's that element of, you know what, we have been voting with the Democrats for decades and decades and decades. They keep telling us this, they keep telling us that, and what are they really doing for our community? And now they, they fall into the Trump hoopla of a battery he's thing. not a politician. He, he's not a politician. He's a straight talker. What do we have to lose? Because it, let me just wrap it up with these last two things, right? Because they're in a position mentally when they say, what do we have to lose? Because people fail to recognize their perspective and feelings in terms of how big, how bad things are for them, the same way they fail to recognize when, quote-unquote, poor white people got up to go vote for Trump. It wasn't just that they were racist. It was also because of the fact a lot of it had nothing to do with that at all. They weren't racist at all. They were fed up with the entire system mm -hmm. 
and they want to see the system get burned down and to dan- and to hell with the system, you know. But but in terms of to rightfully to to bring it back again in terms of my prediction, that's pretty much it. I think if if we, if we get to election date and it's Biden Harris versus Trump Pence, it's gonna be a landslide. If I had to bet money on it, I'm picking Biden, the Biden ticket to win. Because people are just going to be so motivated to get Trump out of here. That's my expectation. But I would not be surprised if he got flipped. Want me to go? Yeah, you can go ahead. I feel like it'll be a landslide, like you said. And I think it'll be a landslide with Biden and Harris winning. Mm -hmm. Because I think that... I feel like Trump looks really, really bad Mm -hmm. with the whole COVID situation. Mm -hmm. Terrible. Especially Mm -hmm. with, like, kids are out of school. Mm -hmm. Unemployment is, like, uh, through the roof and Mm -hmm. shit like that. Mm I think, and also like what he said about um, in one of the press conferences about how like, I think he wants to start opening schools and stuff, mm-hmm. and how he really just was very oblivious to how COVID like works pretty yeah. much, mm-hmm. yeah. and how he's just putting people's lives at risk, mm-hmm. and how he, mm-hmm. I think he said like, I guess I'm, I'm gonna paraphrase, but mm-hmm. he he was pretty much saying how like you're not gonna get sick or whatever, and if you're a teacher, you're gonna be fine, and <laughs> those are just lies. That's not true. Like it's not true. And it's a tough pill to swallow, but. Kids are going to get sick. Kids are going to die. Kids are going to die. Teachers might die as well. And that's just something that, like, he kind of failed to highlight, I feel like. And I think that a lot of people are really angry. Like, there's there's a lot of angry voters, I think, that are jobless right now. Yeah. And and a lot of kids that that are out of school. Mm -hmm. And I I think that makes them look, like, terrible. So Mm -hmm. I think it'll be a landslide. I hope so. With Biden and Harris winning. You mind plugging this in for me? Absolutely. Uh, I, um... I told... Listen... I said that I wasn't. I said that I wasn't gonna do this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But he's gonna do it anyway. <laughs> no, I said that. Listen, roll man of your word, check. Listen, <laughs> what's my contract? Yeah, <laughs> listen. I support Joe Biden. I support Kamala Harris, and that's all I have to say on that. <laughs> I'm gonna support them wholeheartedly. Take a big swallow. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna um, disparage them. I'm not going to. Pontificate over <laughs> all these impossibilities because, pontificate? because Joe Biden is going to be our next president and Kamala Harris is going to be our next vice president. And I support them 100%. <laughs> I'm proud of you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, yo, I, I, I need to speak that shit into existence <laughs> because I did not do that with Hillary. Mm. I thought that Hillary would win, would win in a fucking landslide. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it would be close, even though Hillary was not who I wanted who I wanted to be president. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought she was the wrong person for us. Didn't have to do with her being a woman, of course, because I would love for Elizabeth Warren to be our president. It was about who it was. It was about Hillary Clinton, and it was about what a Hillary Clinton presidency would have represented for our country because I also wanted different. I'm done with legacies. I don't ever want to see that shit. Come a lot. Yeah, I don't ever want, I don't want to see no juniors, Bush juniors, Quincy Adamses, Roosevelt's. Had my fill of um, the Kennedys. Kennedys, all we've had our fill, especially in Boston. Mm-hmm. We've had our fill of Kennedys. I'm done with these political families. Yes. I don't want to see none of that yes. anymore. Yes. Um, and what Hillary represented was the status quo. Mm-hmm. I also needed change. Um, I, um, speaking to Jeremy's point about love, voting out of love 
um, in believing in that candidate. That's mm -hmm. what, unfortunately, Alec, you got you got to miss because you were a child. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You were what eight when Barack got elected in two thousand eight. Yeah, you were eight. Yeah, eight or nine. Yeah, you were eight because your brother's in December. You were eight years old, and then and then again, you were twelve. Mm -hmm. So it's like you didn't get to feel that like what. Electing Barack meant, yo. Like I was 18. The first time yeah. I ever got to vote in a general election was fucking for Barack Obama. Like, mm -hmm. it felt like, dog, we knew he was going to win yeah. because the energy, the was, energy there. was there. Yeah. The energy, it was palpable, mm -hmm. you know? And I know that we, and I didn't feel that with Hillary, and I don't feel that now, um, honestly. But I know that it's bigger than me, and it's bigger than how I feel, so, I like when, like when I had I had feelings when Kamala was announced. Kamala, you know what I mean? Uh, um, I didn't think you would do it. We're gonna bleep that out. We'll bleep it out. We'll bleep it out. That's a slur. <laughs> um, like, um, I had feelings, but at the same time, I was like, you know what? Check yourself. Yeah. I'm not doing this mm -hmm. because I remember how I felt mm -hmm. rolling over that morning. When, when my girl woke me up in the middle of the night because she had fell asleep, mm. I was up waiting, mm. and I fell asleep. She woke up. I woke up to the worst way of finding out possible. Oh, and she's like, he won. I'll I'm like, man, shut up. I'm like, so I rolled right yeah. back over to sleep. Like, da -da. <laughs> She's like, no, check, I'm serious. They announced he won. I was working the overnight shifts. Dude, man. so you were up? I was up watching it. Yeah. And I was... I was a nurse for the Department of Corrections at this. We're facility. going over this like we're going over like where we were at when 9 11 happened. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that. Like, where were you? Like, where Donald were you? Trump was elected. I, it was, I was doing the overnight shift at this facility, and I the thing that sticks out about it was me, one other nurse, and two correction officers there. One was a hard body Republican, one was a hard body Democrat. Oh. And they were going at it. Oh like, to God. a point where I was like, you know what? They might strap. Yeah. Cause for the last, cause it like, it uh, they officially announced that like though the media was running at like four or five o'clock in the morning saying yeah. Trump won. Yeah. So and our shift was over at like seven a.m. That last two hours was tense. Yo. They went from like it was legit like they didn't sit together for the rest of the night. <laughs> when they when this, when the night started off, they were sitting together, it was a little mm. chatting, you know, you know, just like watching a, a game, right? People talk a little trash, yeah. then it starts to get a little personal, yeah. <laughs> and then and then all Hillary won this and Trump won that. Then it's Trump won. There's like, ooh, the energy was just different, yeah. and I was just there, like, I'm just trying to get through this shit. It didn't because I was so because I was doing the overnight shit entire. It really didn't even hit me mm. until I went home, went to sleep, and then woke up like, yep. oh, oh, yeah. What just happened? Yo, when that, when that, when the Wisconsin and Minnesota, 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 mm -hmm. um, Michigan mm -hmm. numbers started coming through, boy. For me, I knew things, it was over. Things for was her. looking bad. I knew it was over for her when he won Indiana. Ooh, because that was because because again, because those were states that Barack Obama won. held for eight years. And, and this is why I'm not saying racism didn't play a factor because it's America. Unfortunately, racism factors into a lot of different things. However. That's how it made me feel like it isn't about race because Obama won these states. Yeah. He's black. He won Indiana. It's because they hated Hillary. They hated her. Like I like the one 
the one thing, and that's and, and, and just on top of that, that hate. Well, part of that hate was the fact that you go back. She didn't even campaign in those, those flyover no, states. No, because she didn't, didn't think she even needed visit. to. She took it for granted as if she, there was a sense of entitlement with her throughout to the Barack entire States. election. Yeah. Like, yo, I deserve this. Yeah. And even when you're a part of the political process and you and you climb the hierarchy within your party, and I get that sense of deserving it, you still have to go out there and fight to take it. Yeah, you still got I deserve this, and it's Trump. I'm going to win, so I'm already picking out my cabinet. I pick, she was picking out the curtains. Yeah, she for the was. Oval Office. She was. Two defining moments. Mm. Two defining moments. Like I said, like, like yo... When it let me know about her supporters and it let me know about her. Mm -hmm. And I know I hate that we're going on this Hillary thing. Yeah. But like, because we have to discuss it. She's yeah. not a martyr. She yeah. lost. Yeah. Um, listen, when in the debates, when he called her a nasty woman and that was the moment where she needed to attack. Yes. But instead yeah. of attack, she put her nose up. Mm -hmm. I'm better than this. I'm better than him. Da, 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 da. I'm like, listen, Hillary, mm -hmm. we know you are. And attacking him won't deter from that. Yes. But you need to show people mm -hmm. that you, you have it. Yeah. You need to sun him mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. And you didn't. Mm -hmm. And you let that shit fester even more. Because mm -hmm. that would have got my respect. Yeah. That would have truly got my respect. Like, you I think, think you, had you think it Elizabeth, in you, girl, but you did it. Yo, you think Elizabeth Warren is, is sitting back if he mm. says some shit like that to her? Mm. You think that Bernie Sanders or Joe Biden or Kamala Harris yeah. or even Amy Klobuchar is yeah. like, like Klobuchar would have been the worst. Or yeah. ripped his head off, yo. Like, Listen, fam, don't mess with Amy's, bro. Yeah, that number one and number two, Hold and on. this. Can we start it real quick. Mm -hmm. Recording. And number two, the number two moment was with. One of my coworkers at the time, right? This young girl, super, you know, um, really bright, bright girl, right? Really bright girl, super energized, college student, feminist, all those, you know what I mean? I love um, 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 Lena Dunham, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. straight hard body, I'm with her, mm -hmm. all these things, great. Because I love I loved to see how energetic she was and how, you know, and we were both on the same side of mm -hmm. things. But the problem was, was, was our level of experience and understanding America. Mm. I'm a black man. Mm -hmm. um, at the time, four years ago, I was a 26-year-old black man. She was a 21-year-old white college student. Mm. Let's just say we come from very different backgrounds, mm -hmm. not just having to be with us being white and black. Mm -hmm. Very different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And you can imagine. I don't want to give all her information, but she mm -hmm. came very different practice, as, mm -hmm. as opposite as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. um, and I was trying to explain to her, and we're having a conversation, and I'm like, and, and I remember saying this to her, I think you underestimate how much people hate Hillary Clinton. Mm -hmm. I think, like, I'm voting for her, and so are you. And we don't need to debate why she's better than Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. But I think you need to be prepared mm -hmm. for what could happen mm -hmm. because I think you really don't have a true grasp on what Hillary Clinton represents, mm -hmm. not just in the fact that she's a woman mm -hmm. and that she's highly qualified mm -hmm. for this job, mm -hmm. that she absolutely deserves this job over Donald Trump. I think that you think that's the only thing that matters. Yeah. And yeah. it surely is not. And you yeah. are deathly mistaken mm -hmm. and she could she wouldn't believe it she couldn't she was not hearing me mm -hmm. 
She's like, oh no, da 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 it's impossible, da 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 And it got me to a point where it was like, it's just like how I felt like with Drake or like J. Cole, like when people love somebody so much <laughs> that they kind of make me stop not liking them. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I think you like, you. I hate when people it's get too much credit. Yeah, yeah, the idolatry. When yeah. people give people too much credit, yeah. then it's, I, I get taken yeah. a wrong way. Yeah. And I kind of saw like, yo, I can't, I wish to see your face mm. if Donald Trump wins. Yeah. I want to be in the room <laughs> when Donald Trump wins. It's like that SNL skit. Yeah, right after it, the one with well, Chris America Rock. is racist. Yeah. And that's the one thing, unfortunately, the one thing that could have, that I could have gave me sustenance out of Donald Trump winning, I missed out on because by the time the election happened, she wasn't even working there anymore. She wasn't even working with me anymore. So I didn't even get to like, like silver lining. I get to see how her face is when this, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, man, that, those two moments were just huge for me and understanding about like, dog, things might not go the way we hope. And, um... And like I said, to just wrap up my whole mindset about heading into this election, I am not the the, the right wings, the GOP, all of them are going to do a hell of a job to try and bring Joe Biden and Kamala Harris down. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to make it any easier for them. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Like y'all do the math. Y'all do the heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do no negative shit. No negative talk. I did that talk mm-hmm. in the primaries. Mm hmm. Yes. Yeah. That was Primaries. the time to talk your shit. Primaries. Yes. That was the time to now is not the time. Yeah. It's over. It's mm-hmm. done. It's just like when when Elizabeth Warren um lost, when Kamala lost and yeah. all there. I'm like, listen, I'm gonna give y'all 24 hours to get y'all shit yep. off. Yep. Then y'all need to get on board. Mm-hmm. And I and it hurt when by when 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 Bernie was finished. Mm-hmm. And I said my little Ber- Bernie eulogy. Don't ask me if I'm I. Yeah, don't you know what I mean? And I I put on my big boy pants, and it's Biden 2020. It Biden is what it is. Biden 2020. Stop playing. It is what it is. Stop playing. Because because what's at stake here now, and again, it's like I, I'm trying to be respectful for this because I really don't want to disrespect Republican voters out there because, quite frankly, with my heart of hearts, I'm a Republican as well in terms of the ideals. I just feel like the the time we're living in right now, they, they talk that talk, but they don't really walk that walk when they talk about small, effective government, et cetera, right? But with that said, the true ideals, the of, true of, ideals, yeah, not not how not, the rich, yeah, not this serving the wealthy, and protecting the rich type of stuff. No, yeah. I wouldn't um, say I was a Republican, but I yeah, understand. I understand, I understand both. Like I said, I wouldn't call myself in either way. Yeah, yeah, but there are some Republican ideals I definitely subscribe Absolutely. to. But I mostly subscribe to Democratic ideals. Matter of fact, let me clear it up for all the watchers out there. I know how they do. Just so y'all clear, how Jeremy stands. If I had to f- pick a side, I stay in the middle. Because both sides, I ascribe to certain things, and both sides, I cannot stand in terms of their policies and their agendas. You know, so when I say, you know, generally speaking, if I if I, I could see myself as a Republican, I can, but not today's Republicans in terms of how they move and how and how they operate. You know, but that's a whole nother show, a whole nother topic. If y'all like me for it or don't like me, I could care less. But what I want to to to, to get at here in terms of like what I want to say is. Donald Trump is not good at this job. No. So, I for you re, specifically to the Republican loyalist voters who I voted Republican for 30, 40, 50 years. My grandmammy did it. My, my, my pappy did it, et cetera, et cetera. I got y'all. Just don't get hoodwinked by this dude. Mm-hmm. He is playing you. Been playing. He is playing you. And whatever good he's doing, it's not. he's not doing good because he knows it will benefit you. 
He's doing the good because it benefits him. The reason that the stock market was doing so good, because it benefited him. The reason that the, the economy was doing so good is because it benefited him. <laughs> and real talk, coming into his, his presidency, he was, was still riding the Obama wave of some of the policies he got through. You know, of, you guys are not in a position to primary him, of course. So, so he is what you have. But, but vote, by, vote Biden 2020. Yeah. Bite the pill this one time. Say, you know what? I'm going to vote in a Democrat because this in particular candidate has shown us in these first four years, he's not great at this job. Even he, good. He's not even good He's not even at okay this job, at this job. And he's damn near going to ruin our entire country. From my perspective, honestly, the United States Constitution is on the line here hmm. in this upcoming election. I don't like the way how Trump moves. He has certain political powers that he can flex. That's fine. I just don't see him as being a good manager for this country and the type of manager this country needs right now. He, I do not see him as a uniter of the people. I see him as a divider of the people. I have never heard a president speak the way that he speaks when the country's reeling from certain issues and he takes sides. Yeah. Typically, a president, he likes to play the... He'll stay in the middle to show respect to both sides, but he'll truly disparage one side and pick one side over the other. And he's just like, no, your job as a president isn't to pick sides. Your job as a president of the it's United States peace. of America is to create peace and unite both sides. Your job is to say, you know what? You have your differences. You have yours. Let's figure out what we can agree upon and just focus on that and ignore or take care of that other stuff later if we get the opportunity. And, and the thing, and, and the funny thing is, is the one time that he, do, like the, the, the couple times when he actually tries to play the unite game mm -hmm. is when there's nothing to unite. Yeah. yeah. Like, in Charlottesville, there's nothing to unite. No, These are not. white nationalists. Yeah. These are racists. Like, yeah. this isn't like, Clear this cut. is, this Clear is at cut. the time. To, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, good i'm sorry i just want to quick uh, i just want to hit a quick uh, sidetrack i just saw this quote tom brady on leaving the patriots i'm so happy with the decision i made we're not gonna get into it right now but in the immortal words of michael jordan i took it personal <laughs> <laughs> shit i man listen cali boy getting out of Trust me, we're gonna we're gonna understand in two in two months why he's so happy in Florida. Um but yeah, like lastly we wanted to get um we just wanted to well, we wanted like one more thing that we yeah. wanted to get to. So there was um the this the story that, that came out this week. It's it's a tragedy, it's absolutely terrible. Um the situation is there was a I believe it was eight years old a white child who was outside riding his bike with his sisters mm -hmm. and their neighbor who was a uh, 25 or something or another uh black male uh walked up and shot him in the head and killed him mm -hmm. and the black man who did it for him through his statements it was about race it was racial it was absolutely fucking disgusting it's an absolute tragedy that little boy did not deserve that. Mm -hmm. That man had no, had absolutely no right to do what he did. Um, I'm not going to say the, the man who did his name because he doesn't deserve to even be recognized like that. However, the little boy who was um, 
who was uh, murdered. His name was Cannon Hennant. Rest in peace. Uh, rest in peace. Um, prayers up for his family. My condolences. I, I don't yeah. even... I'll, I hate this story because I have to think about children dying. Mm -hmm. And it's terrible. But we do have to do this story. We do have to talk about this because... There's this narrative that got attached to it where people feel that, well, how come this isn't a national issue, right? Mm -hmm. Here you have a black man killing a white person. It's clearly about race. It's a fact that it's about race based off of what the perpetrator has said. How come this isn't a national story yeah. to the likes of what the Black Lives Matter movement is about, right? Mm -hmm. And on the surface, I understand that argument. I understand that sentiment. But, once, but we know better than to stay on the surface, right? We have to dig deeper. And the reason from my point of view, in terms of why this isn't the national story to the caliber of what's going on in terms of Black Lives Matter or people of color in this country or throughout the world feeling that they're being being treated unfairly because of their race is because we do not have a plethora of violence in this country of black people or black people... Black people Black people perpetrating violence on white people and then being held not to account. Yeah. Meaning, in this story particularly, the man shot and killed this innocent boy and the man is in jail. He's arrested. Mm -hmm. When you talk about the Black Lives Matter movement, we're talking about when people of color are killed and murdered and no one is arrested. No one, is, no one was protesting Mike Brown being killed, or Trayvon Martin being killed, just off the strength of them being killed. They're protesting them being killed, us knowing who the killers are, and no arrests being made. Yeah. And quite frankly, no arrests would have been made if we had not protested. For the record, if that man who killed Cannon was still walking around here in these streets, yeah. you better believe people would have been in the streets. Yeah, 100%. Without, we'd and, be on a shadow of the doubt. And, but, let me just wrap this up. This idea that the national media isn't picking it up because it isn't important, et cetera, et cetera. That's a false narrative. Yes. What people need to understand is the difference. Yeah. When people say they want justice, justice in these circumstances means an arrest. Mm. We want this to go the to legal, trial. The legal process, the legal to, process to, commence. to commence. The legal process is commencing in this case. This man will most likely, if not face the rest of his life in prison, be given the death penalty. Probably. And although it pains me to say this because I don't believe in the death penalty, because I, I don't believe the government has a right to just murder people, especially U.S. citizens. That's a whole other show. That's a whole other topic. But I'll, I won't be arguing against it if he does get the death penalty. Mm -hmm. I mean, you ain't losing no sleep over it. I ain't losing no sleep over so, it. You know? But that, that's just something I, I want to bring up because instead of this just being a, a sad, tragic moment, I see people trying to use it to bash another movement, and that's, that's, that's not necessary. Of course. And, and if anything, we, we, you're just showing me your, your cards in terms of what you're really trying to do here yeah. with these false equivalencies. Yeah, I mean, if you don't, like, it comes down to if you have a fucking brain or not, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, come on. Like, yeah. like. If you have a brain or if you're a racist, mm. like that's that's the only like you better not have a brain in your head or you are a racist. Mm. If you if you use this story to try and disparage Black Lives Matter or try to ask why is it this getting this getting um um news coverage da da da, da. listen, rest in peace to to Young Cannon. Mm. What happened to him is 
reprehensible. Oh, reprehensible. It is disgusting. It is tragic. It is the worst. The one of the worst things I've ever heard. Yeah. A child. It is. It is a. That is a literal nightmare. It is a nightmare. With that said, those these things, like these things, two things do not, do not belong together. That mm -hmm. instance, that situation, that tragedy, in Black Lives Matter have nothing to do with each other. Mm -hmm. Nothing to do to each other. That is not what Black Lives Matter is about. That is like you trying to reach and do gymnastics to try and tie this together is nasty. Mm -hmm. And you're probably a racist. Mm -hmm. Definitely mm -hmm. a racist. Let me correct myself. Mm -hmm. You're definitely a racist. Because you want any, and any reason to try and disparage Black Lives Matter, which is not a political thing. It's just, it's a statement. It's yeah. truth. Yeah. And we, Black Lives Matter, and we would like to be treated as such. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's what it is. If you at this point do not understand what that means, then you're probably a racist. And, uh, and, uh, um, and, uh, and to, to wrap it up, um, Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's it's in all seriousness, it's just that <sighs> earlier when when I say you know we don't have a plethora of issues where black people are committing violence against white people and being held unaccountable, right? Mm -hmm. More specifically, it isn't just about the people. When we're talking about Black Lives Matter in today's America. People who who let you run around with this idea that racism ended, racism doesn't exist anymore. Racism in the everyday fashion, like it may have existed 40, 50, 60 years ago, yes, that has ended, right? You can't hate signs outside of your store saying for whites only yeah. or, or the colors people bathroom, right? So people cannot necessarily flex that way. However, there are still certain institutions that are around that are still practicing racism on a daily basis that still affects us to this day. So yeah, the restaurant isn't hanging for whites only signs, right? But guess what? When women of color go into these hospitals to deliver their babies, mm -hmm. they're dying at a higher rate. Mm -hmm. Their babies are dying at a higher rate. Interesting. Because still within these medical professions, I've come out of the medical field. I've dealt with this on my own, working with colleagues. There's this idea that black people could handle more, excuse me, black people could carry more pain than other people. Black people like to complain more than other people. Mm -hmm. You know, when you look at the business industry where, where in real estate, redlining is still illegal, but the ramifications of redlining are still there. Yeah, they got rid of the redlining laws because they don't need the laws anymore. Mm -hmm. It's it's the cycle already started. We've already created a poverty side. cycle. They ain't even exactly. got the money to get in these places no more. What do I need a red line for? Exactly. They can't get here anymore. Ain't no Uzi's made in Harlem. <laughs> exactly. Ain't no Uzi's made in Harlem. <laughs> You know, so we, we got to understand the difference between, you know, your everyday racism that you deal with individuals. And this across the racism, sexism, everything I'm saying about race right here, we can say about sexism, ageism, all, all the stuff, isms, all the isms. Right. All of it. You know, uh, people did being discriminated because they're poor, period, no matter what color they are. You know, it isn't necessarily the person to person issue. 
it's certain institutions still being in place. It's the banks still still being discriminatory discriminatory lending practice. Not just black people not getting approved for, approved for loans. Women not getting approved mm-hmm. for loans. Women who want to buy their own house. Women who want to start their own businesses. Yeah. People who are older. It's ageism as well. It's these all these isms like like you said. You know, but in but in the realm but of they black, ain't no but they ain't no white manism. Next topic, <laughs> but but within the the realm of Black Lives Matter, we as a group are organizing, getting our our ducks in a row, and not asking for our rights, demanding our rights, right? Just like any other U.S. citizen can or would, past, present, and future. That's how it works because there are still. We cannot walk around like, oh, slavery ended, Jim Crow ended, segregation ended, the job's done. No, the job's not done. Yeah, the job point. is not done. Those shit's evolved. It's not done. It is not done. They don't call it they don't call it the, the school to prison pipeline for a reason. You know? Straight up. Um Straight yeah. Up. And last but, but yeah. just just to wrap it up on, on my end here, um I mean, I'm sorry, I, I get I get really He was eight years old, man. He's on his bike. He's on his bike. Um, rest in peace to Cannon Hennett. Prayers up for his family. I hope God helps you guys get through this terrible, terrible tragedy. It just God be with y'all. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Um, I um you know the same people that um that asks like why isn't the why isn't this like why isn't this more new why isn't this um like why their brains can't go in that like can't figure it out on their own it's like it's the same those people are the same people that wonder like yo I, how come y'all ain't going as hard for Maude Avery anymore how come y'all ain't going as hard for like how come when after how come y'all ain't going as hard for this and that anymore because they arrested the dudes yes. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, we're not going. That's what the point was. The Trayvon Martin stuff happened. Trayvon Martin happened because they didn't arrest George Zimmerman. And then they what, along with Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. what's the other sentence? All you know, arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. Mm-hmm. That it's to get them arrested. Mm-hmm. Why were they burning down fucking Target in in all those places in Minnesota? Because they did not arrest the cops that choked out George Floyd. It's to start. The fucking legal movement. It's to start the process. That's what the protesting is for. That's what this whole shit is for. It isn't just because we're mad that they died. No, we get killed all the time. Mm -hmm. They're killing us every day. Mm -hmm. Like, if that was the only reason, we'd be marching every goddamn day. If You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's because there's no accountability. They get to murder us and then they get to home to get home to sleep home with their wives at night. And get a raise tomorrow morning. And yo. Straight up. That's the point. Young Cannon was killed and the man that 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 arrested that that murdered him was arrested a few days later once they found him. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there was a manhunt. And I'm sure the, the entire force was behind finding mm-hmm. this dude, as they should, as they should have been. But where is the but where is the goddamn the damn um that same um show of force when Ahmaud Arbery is murdered mm-hmm. in the street by two mm-hmm. racist wh- um white men? Mm-hmm. 
Where is that? Mm-hmm. They get to they get they, they they take a statement and then they get sent fucking home. Mm-hmm. And there would not have been arrests unless people were out there in the streets protesting. That's the problem. And that's get, it. Ugh. That's it. Um, well, I hope I'm, you guys enjoy the show. Yeah, I hope you enjoy the show. <laughs> that's it. Like that's what like like I said the, the next the next shows like I said it's gonna be it's gonna be like I said. I, I lied. Last week I said that this is going to be the last episode that wasn't structured yeah. by things because that's the last shit I want to end the episode on yeah. It's like to end on some angry shit because we were angry for so many episodes <laughs> in the beginning. But then it's like, but whatever. That's what happens. Um, yeah, it's that, 2020, what do you want to do? We yeah, man. Do. Thanks, y'all. Thank y'all for listening. Thank you for being with us another week. Episode 13, 13 I think. Episode, Lucky yeah. number 13. Um we're probably gonna call this Who's shit. Who's your shoulder dance? Yeah, yeah. We're probably gonna call this shit ankle reform or some shit like that. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening, y'all. Peace. Peace.